Hey, hey, it is like two in the morning on a Sunday. Um, I've been going down a rabbit hole of just research and information and I've just been really looking into what's really required for the black person to close the wealth gap. And the more research you do, the more statistics you look at, the more data you dive into, it is just such a stark, um, I don't say stark reality, but um, you know, there's been numerous articles that have really shown that it'll take over 200 years for us to close the wealth gap between the black and white American. And that's if we keep progressing at the pace at which we have and the pace that we have been progressing at is very, very slow. And that's just due to systematic structures, um, systematic oppression. There's a million reasons as to why the pace at which we're closing that wealth gap is so slow in regards to our progress. But one thing I'm realizing is that, you know, I think a lot of it, like when I first started my business, I always thought that my business was going to be the like end all. Like once I get a business and it's making money, I'm going to be in a position where I can be quote unquote, like self-sufficient, financially independent, like I'm be able to build wealth without really fully understanding the context of what those words mean, fully understanding the like context and the parameters of what it actually means to have wealth and to have to, to create wealth within your family. And, you know, there's just a lot of ignorance and naivety when I was making those statements. But also, honestly, too, the more the business has grown and the more money the business has made, it has given me access to knowledge and insight and perspective that I just did not have when I first started. And that's what I want to share with you today is really like the thing that I'm realizing that being a black woman, you know, growing up where you know, first generation of my family that went to college and graduated um, with a degree. Um, You know, I have a degree in engineering work, you know, first generation in corporate America. I think that's something that that's like the hidden minority that I think is really not discussed in mainstream. We talk about, you know, being a minority, being a, a person of color, being first generation graduate, but also like just the unique barriers that people experience when they're first generation in like a corporate environment. You know, first generation, I'm not saying just in the workforce, but in a corporate structure and having to navigate those corporate politics, having to navigate um, the corporate ladder, having to navigate the glass ceiling. Like that's just another dynamic, right? Another thing that many of us when you're the first having to deal with it, again, there's a lot of lack of knowledge. There's a lot of naivety that goes into, you know, expectations about what you think the corporate world is going to be like or what you think you're entitled to or not entitled to. Like there's just, that's a whole nother dynamic and parameter. Um, but also just being a black woman and now like going into a black household, building my own personal family or even shifting the dynamic of the family that I came from. It's just like I'm looking at wealth so differently than I did before and realizing, too, that, you know, I think it's um six percent. You know, I was looking at some research and like the percentage of people who actually become millionaires. So about 24 percent of uh 
it's like on average, 24% of white people will become millionaires. And, you know, the statistic for blacks is 6% of us will become millionaires. And less than, it's like, you know, the amount of black people who are becoming millionaires under the age of 40 is like less than a percentage. You know, it's like, I don't know, point like 0.2, 0.4% of people, black people specifically, are becoming millionaires under the age of 40. So when you look at that statistic, right? And I think a lot of us, when we're starting businesses, like I'm going to start a business and I'm going to become a millionaire. It's like, I'm not saying that that's not possible, but I'm just saying, look at the statistics on like, even uh, the average white person that becomes a millionaire under the age of 40 is still like 3%. So it's like, you know, I just think a lot of the time, and I know myself included, when I started my business, I just had these naive expectations about, you know, and that's still something that I'm going after before the age of 40 and like wholeheartedly believe that's going to be within reach and attainable by the time that I'm 40. But just understand the data and understand the landscape. That's something I'm learning right now. And also like the more information that I'm gaining is helping me shift my perspective on really like what the end goal is and like one of the biggest things that I'm learning right now is that building wealth is not something that will happen in my lifetime like generational wealth take generations to build and you know 40 percent I think it's 40 percent of uh like if you look at the top income earners or like the the, the millionaires that exist in America 40 percent of those millionaires that are white got their stat their financial status because of an inheritance something that was passed down to them. And something that I'm learning too is like true wealth is something that can't be disrupted. And in order for you to be in a financial position where your you know, financial capabilities cannot be disrupted is something that is going to be generational, that's been passed down and built on. Then once that passed down and built on, you pass it down again and continue to build on it. And that cycle repeats to the point where you have so much money where it would like it's 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 something like it, you have so much money where it can't really be broken, and that is just something as black people, you know, only seven percent of black Americans are receiving an inheritance, and you know, so most of us who are creating um, or getting into a position where we are, you know, just becoming like of rich status. And, you know, being, I think, black and rich, I need to check the statistic. I'll make sure to, like, link some articles here. I think you have to make, like, $149,000 to be in the top um, 10% of income earners being a black American. $149,000 a year in gross income, which isn't, like, when you really think about it in a larger scheme of things, it's not that much money. And... So when you understand that, so when people keep saying, you know, I'm trying to build my business so I can build wealth, it's like understand that wealth is something that's going to take generations to acquire. And I think for me at this point, it's like my perspective is really changing that I'm not, I mean, the goal is to position myself to have something to pass down to my children. But like my goal in my lifetime is how do I impact my net worth? And that's really where my focal point is now is how can I, how can my business not be the thing that funds my lifestyle, but the business that I'm creating be the vehicle that allows me to change my net worth and allows me to have access to like home ownership, have access to having like equity, to have access to, you know, my business is the vehicle that gives me the liquidity to, to actually make smart investments. And some of the research I was doing, too, it was like looking at what are the investment vehicles that black Americans choose to put their money in. 
I think so often as black Americans, we, we be so quick to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to start my business so I can start investing in re- without fully understanding what are all the investment vehicles that are available in the marketplace. And two, you have to make sure that you're investing in a vehicle that outperforms the rate of inflation. So people will be, you know, you know, in the article that I was reading was saying that the most um, black millionaires have more than half of their uh, financial assets in real estate. And, and I think it's like 37% of their financial assets are in real estate when you're not including their primary residence. And when you include their primary residence, it's over 50%. It's like 57, 58%. And the investment vehicles that the average black millionaire is investing in is typically like very conservative investments like life insurance, CDs, for example. And when you look at if you're putting all, you know, again, if you're looking at this at a bigger scale, if if and this the article is also breaking down that um, a lot of the time black millionaires are investing in very conservative investment vehicles that are not earning the rate of return as other investment vehicles that other races are investing in. And that's why their wealth is growing faster than ours too. Is if you're, you know, not investing in private equity, putting your money towards hedge funds, putting your money in the stock market, putting your money in bonds, which typically have higher returns than like a CD or life insurance, like, you know, you're uh, uh, capabilities to have that compound financial effect is going to be decreased. And, you know, it's just like when you really think about the dynamic of all of that and like, why is that happening? It's like one, many of us are not even aware of all the investment vehicles that exist. And two, most of us would be so quick to like, oh, I'm investing that we don't fully understand the implications of where we're putting our money to invest. And, like the thing, oh, the other thing that the article was really breaking down was that like um, the average black millionaire, I think it's like eight to 10% of us that are millionaires, which is already slim, is like we lose our wealth um, at a faster rate than other races as well, partially because of the investment vehicles that we choose to put our money into. And uh, the rate at return, the rate of return those investment vehicles are producing So I'm just rambling at this point, but just like sharing more of my thought process at this time and just wanting to like document my, like just where my brain is processing, how I'm processing right now is that like, you know, I think it's important for us to look at a way for us to like shift, um, I think just the financial standings of like us as a people is, you know, there's a few different ways for us to really start to be able to move the needle. And I think ownership is a huge one, you know, you owning your own business, but understand like your business is so much more than um, just an opportunity for you to fund a lifestyle. Like really looking at your business as how do I create a business that is profitable year over year, that has healthy growth year over year, that is generating cash flow and revenue. Because just because you throw a, you know, file for LLC and put a CEO behind your name don't mean nothing. Like it's just a piece of paper and, you know, your ability to change your Facebook status of your place of employment. Um, 
but really look at your business as like this is something that needs to generate cash flow first and foremost i need to get really good at actually selling packaging my skills and learning how to have the courage to actually start selling because your business will do you no good if it doesn't make you any money if it doesn't bring in cash flow doesn't you know create revenue and then secondly, as that business starts making money, if you're pulling out every dollar that you have to fund a lifestyle, your business really isn't even, is, is nothing more than just like a, 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 a cash in, cash out bucket. Like that's not, you know, that was something else this article was saying is that for uh, many black millionaires, you know, many of us, 23 to 28% of those black millionaires are business owners. But the the sad reality is, is I think maybe 9% of us, you know, actually have full equity in the thing that we created. And there's a million different reasons why that case may be. But the article is also breaking down the rate at which black Amer- millionaires are willing to reinvest in their companies. And, you know, I think it's just important for us to really look at things beyond just ourselves and really start to like look at, you know, being entrepreneurs or, uh, you know, dissecting the real reason why you started your business at a much larger vantage point, like look at it from a, a higher level of scale instead of just focusing on, you know, I'm starting this business so I can, you know, you know, like you. sometimes we get so focused on starting a business just to satisfy our current circumstances that we can't really see the, the gravity of the impact that, that the vehicle of a business can really create. Um, from impacting your net worth to like changing your socioeconomic status within your family dynamic and the direct impact that it can have on you positioning your bloodline to actually start to create that generational wealth. And, you know, that's kind of where my thought process is now is that before, literally, this was just three years ago, I knew none of this stuff. And I definitely looked at my business as the thing that was going to, you know, be able to pay off my debt and, you know, pay for my rent and be able to be self-sustain. And now it's like, you know, yes, the business should be at a point where it can financially, you know, now I'm an employee of my company. I get a salary that allows me to afford my lifestyle, but also I need to be a good steward of this vehicle that God has given me because this vehicle will be the thing that, you know, the business isn't the end goal anymore. The business is just a vehicle that allows me to have liquidity And once I have, you know, once I'm liquid, have some money, then we can start making those sound investments that actually produce healthy returns that, you know, exceed the rate of inflation, which again will start to allow me to, you know, change my net worth. And the more that I can impact my net worth, that actually then positions me to build wealth. Like the thing that I'm learning is there are so many levels to this. Um, And that's just what I wanted to share with you. So that's what I got, y'all. I just wanted to document this, just share my thought process, and just hopefully give you another perspective to think about your business. And, and this world really now starts to impact, okay, what does your obedience need to look like um, for your business to be the vehicle that now really helps you navigate the different stages that are really required for you to ever even be in a ballpark to have a discussion about generational wealth?